0: Welcome to the fifth edition of the Walls Women Podcast. I'm your host Nick, and I'm joined today by Cy. well, and Tom. Hi everyone. Uh, unfortunately, Jess can't join us today. She's a bit poor, so we wish her all the best. I hope she's a speedy recovery. Um, later on in the show, we're going to be joined by Sam Payne from the Walls 1877 Trust. But until then, we'll dive straight into it. And so. Early on in the in the series, we sort of we just discussed about sort of new signings and the fact that Maka had said, "That's it, we're all done with the transfer market." And we all sat there and went, "Brilliant, great squad." And then what does Maka go and do? He brings in two new players. He de- How very considerate of spoiling all our all our podcasts to conversations? But I mean, let's be honest, he didn't just bring in any players either. I mean, the first one he brought in was Rhea Ellsmore. Central, central defender, brilliant, gives a bit of competition, but not just any old central defender either. The ex-captain of them locked down the roads it, who played in Tesco carrier bags coming and seeing the light and joining the uh, the old golden black army. I mean, I think that was the, uh, I, I understand she uh, Rhea is actually a Wolves fan, so she obviously, she knew where the light was already, but it, it was a, it's a good, strong addition side, don't you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, regardless of, I mean, the the, the beauty of the of the, the women's game is there's no transfer window, which is fantastic, and you can uh, manipulate that however you want. Sometimes, do there is players poaching on the teams with poaching of the players and putting seven days in. However, if a player of realise more quality becomes available, then you take it. You know, and hindsight's been a wonderful thing. We've all we, we've mentioned on this podcast before about keeping everyone happy, competition, because there's been you know been some injuries, and as we'll touch on later on. You know the, those extra bodies were needed to to cover up a few things that had happened, and you know the both of them that were signing were were blessing. But you know going on to rear, she gives a totally different uh, a different style of play and a different option to the other centre halves. I think it's absolutely fantastic and a quality addition. You know we want to move forward as a club, and I think that she's probably even you know could come, definitely one of those that could play at a high level, definitely a championship level defender from what I've seen at the uh, the Albion
0: yeah i think it's it's exciting tom you, your views on rich re- reassigning
2: i haven't seen much of um Rhea, to be fair um i did see her play against us earlier on in the season at castlecroft mm. um when she was playing for west brom and she did seem all right i think she was one of their better players um on the night and yeah i think She's made a couple of substitute appearances in Wolves since joining. She hasn't started yet, um. So yeah, I'd like to see more of her. But yeah, it seems like it's a it's a class signing by the club. I think
0: yeah, same. I think that's my my uh, awareness of her is with her time at West Brom, and uh, yeah, so it'll be good to see her coming through. the The other signing we touched on there is Ellie Butler, who's a sort of an attacker, wing slash forward, um. Not sure exactly where she's come from directly, but I think from sort of a bit of scouting round, she was in the Bristol City Academy b- briefly, though the Vixen cast, so shout out to the Vixen cast pod as well, weren't aware of her, hadn't seen her play for them. So I think she'd gone from Bristol to Spurs, um, and that's what we've signed her from Spurs Academy, because I think she is mates with um, Tammy, Tammy George. So I think that's where she's come from. She's a seems certainly from what I've seen from the, uh, Highlights from uh, the Sunday's game a real handful Tom you you got to see her on um, Sunday I mean before we sort of dive too much into that match but how was Ellie in for yourself on Sunday
2: yeah um, she, she's a brilliant talent I mean I seen her first at Le- when we were at Leeds at Castlecroft and she come on as a substitute and she she looked really strong she looked pacey up front And she created a brilliant chance um, for Amber Hughes, um, which deflected it off her post, I think. Um, But against um, Huddersfield on Sunday, she started the game, she started well. She had a few chances, um, but that goal she took, she took it really well to get us back onto level terms against Huddersfield. So I think she's just going to be a talent for us. Um, Say she's only, that's the first start for the club. She's already got her first goal. So, she's underway on goals as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see um, see her in the future and what she can bring. Definitely, definitely.
0: And, obviously, as players come, players also go, we've said goodbye to Sasha Woodhouse, who's joined Wem Town. I, I mean, I don't recognise name Sasha, but obviously wish her all the best. I think she was obviously in our academy some, and has decided, you know, moved on for to get some first-team football. So, good luck to Sasha and, and, you know, Wem, who's, you know, hopefully that... Does well for her. Moving swiftly onto the sort of the, the game. sort of we'll open up with our FA Women's National League Cup preliminary or determining round, not preliminary, round, sorry, determining round game against Leeds United. Um, we won three one. It was uh, with Leo and Perks getting two goals. Um, I'll just quickly run through the the team squad list. It was Anna Price, Emma Cross, Tammy George, Amber Hughes, Kate Evans. Becky Thomas, Amy Dickon, Kelly Darby, Anna Morfitt, Leo Joyce, and Beth Merrick. I mean, there's some some changes were made in there. Some that we predicted. We thought the Beck would start in goal um, when we discussed this game as well. So I think that's uh, some good to see some of the changing around and get and Beck Thomas getting some game time. I think it's important that both keep you know, main suit team goalkeepers are given regular game time to keep them active. Tom, you were obviously at that game. Sort of how did it go? And sort
2: of Performance wise? Uh, against Leeds, it wasn't the greatest of performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do, we got the job done. We got the job done at the end of the day. Um Leo Joyce, I think, yeah, she she's a star. Um she was probably one of the standout players of that game, and al Perksy got two goals, but Leo Joyce at front was, was terrific. And she she had a few chances um before she had scored. Um, but she took her goal really really well and yeah she, she's she's going to be brilliant for us if we can keep hold of her and obviously you know anna perks the experience um getting them goals two goals against leeds we won the game as Mac says after the game you know we're into the hat and that's all that matters
0: yeah i mean i think it says something doesn't it side about the fact we've got anna price at what yeah sort of one end of the experience and sort of uh and their Leo Joyce, both on the score sheet, both sort of walls for, you know, sort of for their background, but the scoring for the club.
1: It's, it's, it's nice to have that experience, and that's what I do think that this side has got, you know, a, a balance, and it's got the people that have the, the, the experience heads. I mean, even Jade and Emma, they're only 26, but they've been in the club for, you know, since they were nine years of age, and they are you would class them as experienced players. Um, you've got experience from levels above, so you've got like Beth and, and Amber, who have played at a high level, uh, you know, and there's certainly no ego that they're half playing, they're knuckle down and, and adapted well to, to the league below. And then you've got the, the future, you know, your you Leo's coming through. Uh, Laura Cooper's quite a young player as well, although she's not come through our academy. Um, so it, it is a really good blend uh, and I hope we keep Leo. I hope that the, the, the link-up that she has with the, um, with the Villa is just something that's just going to help her development and aid us better, uh, you know, while you worry about dual registered players, it can only be, um, you know, a good thing. And I don't think a dad will let her leave for the villa full time anyway.
0: So, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. A uh-huh.
1: dad's ace, I love him. I honestly, he makes me howl. He's and if he's listening, a big shout out to Wesley because he is an absolute legend. I love the bloke,
0: but you can hear him, can't you? at Other games, certainly, yeah, yeah. Uh, no missing Wesley's voice there. So, yeah, no yeah. big shout out to Wesley there and uh. Big fan of Wolves, obviously. He's, I know he's down at Southampton. I hope he listens it, to
1: this now, and if he does, he
0: needs to let us know. Definitely, um, as you said, sort we're in the hat. Well, we're not actually in the hat for the next round because we got a buy into the first round proper. So, which was, uh, um, I think, to be honest, I, whilst I would have enjoyed having another game in the cup, it's I enjoy that the fact that we skipped a game, giving us ourselves a bit of time to breathe in between games. I think is beneficial. But, so, any sort of preferences for who you'd like to see in the next round? As easy as
1: possible. um, You don't want to, again, it's just just the games to be able to rotate the squad, give everyone a chance to play, the people that are on the fringes. um, You know, if you want to win a competition, you've got to beat them all anyway you know, we've proven that we are one of the strongest ones, certainly in the Northern Division. It would be good to see some of the upper ones on the south on because you never know. And again, I'm getting totally ahead of myself, but we're on the right track to be up or there or thereabouts. So wouldn't it be good if you ended up being in a playoff at the end of the season and you're playing a team that you've had a good look at already? You know, there's always that to consider. And again, it's statement, psychological. You, know, you can inflict psychological wounds. You know, you could be up for, for silverware as well. So um, I mean, I like the way that they've done it. They've had a determining round, so we can play the cup. So we'll play the teams that won their determining round games. So that should be the, you know, in theory, the better the better teams and the better end of the of the of the of the divisions. But yeah, it would be nice to see some different faces, some nice away yeah. days down over your neck of the woods. You're in the southern region, so it'd be nicer for you if you can be away a at somewhere closer to you. Oh.
0: Uh, do you know what? I, I was really disappointed. Posh, who are probably my closest. That they, they they went out. They they did lose. But both the Cambridge, Cambridge City, and Cambridge United won in their their okay. turning round. So um, Cambridge gets right. Cambridge City play over in Ely, and Cambridge United oh, play down at more. St Neot. So yeah, I was happily take those two games. I don't know whether they, how where the split is and when they bring in the sort of stopping the regionalisation of it as well. Whether this. Obviously, the determining round, uh, the preliminary round, was still done on regions. Whether they're going to do regions again for the first round, but yeah, I like you. I, I, I think, I, I think there's benefits of seeing some of those southern teams. I think I mean, personally, I, I, I might. I, I'm sick of seeing some of the Midlands teams. No disrespect, you know. Obviously, we, but we have played them a lot in the last couple of seasons for obvious reasons. But it'd be nice to see a fresh challenge, whether that be northern or or southern, You know, going to someone in the north. Um, North Division, who's got into this round, or somebody from the Southern? And Tom, have you got any preferences? Who you'd like them I mean, Size mentioned easy, but West Brom are
2: out, so we can't play them. Well, yeah, I say I'd, I'd love West Brom, but they're already out. Um, but yeah, I think Wolves won't be concerned of who they play. Really, I think they're, they're capable of beating beating any of them. They won't fear anybody in, in these cups. I mean, it proved that. Uh, last season in the FA Cup when I went and, and beat some teams in my high division, so you know bring on anyone, um, home or away. Um, yeah, I think I've, I I ain't got preference, but bring it on.
0: Yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it? It's it's let's, let's take the challenge. I mean, I think just to wrap up on that game, two hundred and fifty people in attendance. I think that's an excellent attendance for ourselves, for you know, and and another demonstrates another commitment fight from the fans for the club and sort of the, the support there for the club. I don't I haven't seen the sort of the attendance figures for that rat for the you know for the cup, see so how we did it in that, you know, in sort of in comparing to the other games. But I would expect to be one of the higher atten- higher attendances that in the you know in the, that round of the cup. Um, certainly when you, it's in line with where we have been the rest of the league where and we've done you know been high attendances. So, moving on to the next game, it was Huddersfield away. away I mean, To be honest, it's been ages since we had an away game, so it was nice in that sense for uh, to have that option to go away. Um, fortunately, unfortunately, I couldn't make it. I had to play football, which was uh, a shock to my system, let alone anybody else's system. But, Tom, you did manage to make it up to uh, see Huddersfield, and, and you were in with a treat. It was a, a a victory uh, away, we'll just quickly run through the team. So Shan Turner returned to goal, Laura Cooper, Emma Cross, Tammy George, Jamila Palmer, Kelly Darby, Anna Morfit, Ali Miller, Helen DeMody, uh, Ellie Butler, and Beth Merrick all were the starting eleven. Um, obviously, a bit of a churn from um, the last time we played in the league. Um, I think that's, you know, there, but obviously, a
2: strong team still to put out. Tom, how did it go up there? Yeah, it's. I mean, we started the game really shaky. Um, we can see he did after like two or three minutes in the game and it was one nil down. And you know, they had a decent chance right after that as well. Um, I could, we just feel could have gone two up. Um, so it was a slow start, really, but we were missing some key players, but we grew into the game. And as time went on in that first half, we grew into it. And, you know, Ellie, uh, Ellie Butler, the new signing, she took a chance well, um, got us back in the game. Um, brilliant goal for her um, on her league debut for the club as well. Um, and then, obviously, Anna Morfitt uh, before the break, um, getting us 2-1 up, uh, free kick bending it into the corner of the net. Um, and then right before half-time, well, I have a stroke of half time near enough that you know Huddersfield got their equaliser. Um and you know Mac had got him in half time in the second half we was look sharp, we looked better, um and we went through it and obviously Helen de what a goal. I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it on the highlights what was leased by Huddersfield, but a brilliant goal. Got us in the lead and yeah, I think uh, but both teams in that game was went for the win they went for the win and you know you can see the, the mutual respect between each managers after the game Um, but yeah I think that we deserve to come away with a point but you know we could have gone either way we could have gone either way
0: Yeah I was going to say I, I, I did see I've seen the highlights I also saw the uh, comments from the Huddersfield manager and and Macker's comments obviously with the interview with the Wolfpack uh, I, I think the the respect there certainly that showed from from both managers to each other is, is huge. I've, I thought that was really an excellent thing to see. Um, with regards to the the performance and sort of the highlights, my sort of initial sort of observation would be: it seemed, and, and this without being unduly critical, obviously because you know we've had five clean sheets in the league before this, was that the, for the first goal, the defence seemed to be sort of slightly. Caught napping with it being played over, and then with the second, with their second, obviously just didn't close down quick enough. Is that a fair thing to say, Tom? Or am I
2: being being too critical? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, we started slow, and you know, it, it, the defence was caught napping straight away at the beginning of the game. Um, and then obviously, I think the, the, the two goals could have been prevented. Mm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we've come away with the points. The girls dug in. They've done what they had to do in that second half. Dug into the game, really got stuck in. And, you know, we, we've come away with three points. And, you know, you can look back now at what happened in the game. But now we've got three points and it's, you know, unbeaten. 16 points out of the unbeaten, first six to, games. Yeah, six
0: games. Uh, and, side, so, is that, that Wolves top of the league and having a laugh? Three points clear?
1: Yeah, it was a good result. It just goes to show how important the win against Forest and the point against Wild was. Um, yeah. Interesting comments after the Huddersfield game, Matt, said, said. It was quite interesting, a the point they never really considered. Finally conceded, and it was glad because the the lack of the pressure. Mm. So it gave them the, something, the, the difference of so now we're in a different scenario where we've started poorly. I mean, obviously, they've just got caught cold, and that happens to any team you now. Yeah. So how do we react? How do we react that we've gone 1-0 down quickly, and then we've managed to Turn the tide, and then we've conceded another quick goal. Um, and you know, a completely different test. Huddersfield, we no mugs and you know, the mid table, so you think about complacency, and that should put us instead for the next few matches. Um, you know, we're on the preview, but you want to think, hang on a minute, we've got Stoke and Hull, you know, further on that are near the bottom, don't want to come in with a complacent attitude. So they'll hopefully learn a lot from it, you know, and, and, and even conceding, there can be lessons learned. In, how it has managed to, to be switched on and don't just think they're going to steamroll every team and keep clean sheets every week.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Side there, about Maka's comments about the psychological sort of weight being lifted off their shoulders about conceding. It was no longer because it, it was one of those the longer it went on, the more pressure they were putting on themselves, I suppose, wasn't there? But I suppose the one sort of highlight we sort of touched on it already is, is the fact that, uh, and it's a question we've been asked from David Mar- Moretti is uh, injury news. You know, he's commented that there were a few familiar faces missing from the weekend. No jade, no amber, no summer. And then Kelly Darby sort of went off injured. um I mean, I've heard nothing. Obviously in the club very keep very quiet about sort of these injuries, which is understandable. I mean you know, these players aren't professionals, you know that they, they have got day jobs, they've got personal lives, even more so than professional footballers have. But I think it's it does give you a slight, I say a worry bead, but I think so. You say that the players who sort of came in to, to take those slots and cover for you know, come in when Kelly went off injured, stepped up to the plate.
1: Yeah, it's just good to, that we've got the squad depth. Um, you know, we, we've mentioned and we'll bang on about a big squad, and I think we do have a big squad, but. It's not, these aren't full-time. Sometimes they might have work commitments, family commitments, even, you know, something as crazy as holidays. You know, you, you never know. So this is really important to, if you get a couple that are feeling unwell or, or, or just got a knock, we know that Jade went off a few weeks ago um, and then she's still not, I don't know whether the injury was as a result of that, still feeling something in her knee. Um, so it was really good that they've come in and pretty much gone straight into the team, fit seamlessly in. I'm sure it wouldn't have harmed that some of them got a run out for the reserves, um, which would also help um, to bed them in. So it's 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 vital that we keep them and they're okay, happy, and they the ones that aren't playing have just got to see this as they be patient, see from these examples, and mm. uh, you know don't have your nose player joint that new players have come in and started straight away because there was a need and a requirement to fill a gap and that's what was done you know if I was in that situation how would I feel if I was, and I've been working all season to get into the team and someone who came two weeks ago um, coming to the side will need to, to to just sit patient because they, they will get their opportunity and then when they do they need to take it
0: yeah no I think you're right I think it was a real sort of uh, interesting I mean what we said earlier is Mac has got the biggest challenge with a lot of them trying to keep everybody happy um Tom, you were there. Kelly you know Derby obviously went off injured. Um, I, I, from what I saw and heard on, on sort of the, the Twitter feed, etc., it suggests it's possibly um, heading, you know, don't want to predict, you know, sort of say anything too much, but possible concussion Maybe there. Um, I mean, I think that's 10 days realistically with concussion protocols as a bare minimum. So I think you you got to say Rhea, Ellsmore's probably going to be um,
2: starting against um, Stoke, you would think. Yeah, I think with um, Kelly Darby, I think it was concussion. The game stopped for quite a bit. Um, when she walked off this, she just looked a bit dazed. I think we took her to New Cross after the game. Um, but, you know, we've got cover there. I mean, you've got the likes of uh, Ria Ellsmore um, to play there. You've got Natalie Whittle mm. as well in the team who could, who hasn't who hasn't been featured. So she could possibly come in as well and fill that gap um, at Stoke. So, yeah, it's not... I mean, I hope that she's back and comes back back for the um, game against, um, I think it's Hull City a few days later. But if, she's, but if she's not, then, you know, don't rush her back. You know, take take as much time as she needs. We've got the cover. And I think Mac's, Mac has built a good squad now. I think we've got two or three players in each position, really, who can comfortably fill their roles. Uh, it proved that at the weekend, you know, when, you know, Summer Holmes wasn't there, Jam come in you know jay cross was missing Ellie, but look i mean so we're we all capable uh, of performing at this level so you know believe that we got that squad death. so yeah so uh... yeah. If it, was
1: a con- if it was a concussion, the eleven days between it, I think she would be absolutely fine. If it was a mild concussion, the fact that she walked off a bit dazed, you know, wasn't un- didn't lose consciousness. We have concussion protocols. I think that this weekend would have come too soon, too soon. But that extra time with that even a Thursday, I believe it should be fine for it. If it's a mild, you know, if she's just taking a bang on the head, I can't see that keeping her out of action for more than you know almost two weeks. Um, yeah. So I think personally, I mean, I'm no physio. I mean, I've been around enough to, to sort of know and see a lot, but I think she'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I suppose the, the, it's that precaution. You, you sort of say we've got two games in close succession and you put, you know, say player for one or play yeah, rest for the stoke play for, game, fair for like, the
1: one, and it's difficult to not sound disrespectful. But if you're going to pick and choose, then Stoke are a much more physical side. Historically, you wanted to say it's a shame they're not the other way around, but you yeah. would definitely want her available and ready to, to muck in at Stoke. Then hopefully, you know, and, and again, not being complacent, huller are weak or weaker opposition, and would you be able to then give her a rest? I mean, I think it's. Absolute madness that they have no game next weekend, and then they have to play on a Thursday night followed by a Sunday. I'm sure Mac is not happy about it. I think it just it it doesn't make any sense uh, the scheduling. uh, Why that game? You know, why they've got another week off? Then there's a long gap. Then there's a Thursday night game, which is obviously to do with Stoke's ground sharing issues. I get that, Um, but then they're going on the Sunday. It's a bit bonkers.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's our rest weekend because obviously there's 13 teams in the league. so therefore, it's our weekend off because Stoke are playing on Sunday, which in that sense is beneficial for us because it gives us a chance to rest, recoup, get some of those injured players back. Uh, I know Stoke's captain went off this weekend with a broken ankle, so she's not going to be available um, for that game. Um, and obviously, we, and obviously, we all wish her the best. You know, from here, we wish her all the best, and you know, that's certainly you know uh, that not to anything else. Um, but yeah, then that sort of game because I think when it fixtures originally released, it was a Wednesday night. You're thinking that's not too bad. That's four nights. But yeah, then it's been shifted to the sun, to the Thursday the seventh of October, which, as you say, sort of four days, you know, three days before the uh, the Sunday game against Hull. Uh, which which does lead us into that sort of Stoke game. I mean, they're currently ninth in the league with four points. They've only picked those points up in the last realistic the last two league games by beating Loughborough and drawing with house. Um it's as you say, si, it's gonna be a bit of a challenging game. And we, we did play them over the at the end of last season, the Piggott and Crone Cup, where we won five one. Um I think both teams will have sort of will have hoped will probably have strengthened, certainly we've strengthened since that time you would think. But I, I mean, have you got any views on sort of what's I mean, team you I mean, sort of obviously feed the sort of likes of summer back in, but otherwise it's pretty much the same team as you saw against Huddersfield, do you think?
2: Yeah, um, I think that you know it can be Is fit? We don't know what that injury is. But if she's fit, I think she'll start. It likes a summer if they're back. Um, they'll get in. Um, so I think it'd be yeah. If it, if they're out, I think it'd be a similar line up to what um what was played at Huddersfield. I would like to see possibly Leo Joyce mm. um get a game um either against Stoke or against all um but. I don't know. I don't know if a Stoke have got a manager yet. I mean, because I know their their manager departed a few weeks back, didn't they? Um, well, Chloe,
1: it's Chloe
0: Jones left. I'm trying to remember who it was now. Yeah, they, their manager left. Yes, yeah, Tom said the manager left. Sort of.
2: Um, yeah. I want to say three weeks ago, wasn't it? She left because three week I think the week week. What we played Derby, I think she left on a Monday over Tuesday. That's really I didn't Derby know that. Chloe's a,
1: Chloe's a, a Wolves Wolverhampton. Um, Girl, she's from around here. She's an unbelievable player. Um, I've her at a charity thing at Molyneux, and she just showed every single man up on that pitch. She was honestly one, one of the best, you know, ability wise. She's unbelievable and a really, really nice person as well. Uh, and I'm at the game, I'm actually on the game at Stoke. Um, and it'd be nice to have to cut up, but uh, not to be. But I didn't know that I was surprised, and, and it is a shame to see Stoke, they were always there or thereabouts in this division they were always gonna be close to it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when Jan played for them and stuff, you know, it was a, you'd always get a really hard game from Stark and it's a shame to see that they've sort of dwindled to the the lower end of the of the league for, for such a historically strong uh, women's side. So interesting. Yeah
0: I think the the, the man, manager left there because of work commitments I think she was getting a new got a new job so therefore that was taking more time or whatever commitments. As we t- just touched on with the sort of the Wolves squad, yeah, these are a lot of these managers. Bar sort of, you know, the odd, yeah, the odd team like uh, Forest, where they've got full time manager. A lot of these players, yeah, the players and managing coaching staff are all sort of got other jobs that keep them occupied during the week. So it's it's work, got work around this. Um, and we've
1: got um, ex-Wolves um, Robbo as well, the Roberts. She's involved there. She was involved with the club for, for quite a while. Um, uh, she's a fantastic character to be fair really get on well with Robbo so that'll be interesting hopefully they'll catch up and say hello but that's what you get from a wolf side they won't give up
0: yeah definitely and the following game we've touched on as well on Sunday it's the the rejigged about the third time this game's been rejigged Hull at home um, it'd be moved to the 10th of October due to our buy in the um, FA Women's National League Cup Um, they're currently bottom of the league with, with one point I mean I think we've touched on this is this is the one yeah the game where you sort of maybe well rotate some of the players in I think this is the game where I'd like to see Leo sort of run right you know be told to sort of lead the line and sort of go and race at their defences and see what they what they can do personally that's sort of my opinion Si you, your views on Hull well it goes with I've Huddersfield and he, hell.
1: I've already said three times don't be complacent mm. but then once you get on there smash up um and, and that's that's the that's the thing, you know. If, if all goes to well, it, it's fill your boots time, isn't it? Um, you know, we've had the the tougher running out of all the teams. We've played a lot of the top side and they've had to play. Don't be complacent, play football, play the, if we play to our best and they play to their best, then we will it should be a, a, you know a comprehensive victory. Um I hope to rotate it to the point where it doesn't disrupt us too much, but Got out there, get the job done. Another three points on the board. Get them to the magical twenty-point mark, which is the first target. You know, yeah. fair play to Macca and the team. That was the first target. You know, you're looking at if you win the next two games, you're looking at you've got your twenty points, which is what you uh, what you set out originally. That's pretty much also I guarantee that you're in this division. That's what they believe. And then on to the next one.
0: Yeah, Tom, you you agree with that, or are you there sort of? thinking we've got to be worried
2: about that whole suddenly finding a potent attack force? Um, I think that you've got to go into the game and, you know, d- do a professional job on them. Yeah. You know, you don't go in complacent, you know, go into the game and, you know, put them to the sword, basically. Um, play, play, well, I think Leo Joyce um, is a type of game that she could probably get involved in. Um and yeah, I think that we're more than capable of beating all, you know, no disrespect to them. But you know, I think this team is more than capable. We've played some of the strongest teams. I think we look who we play. We've gone to Derby, we've won there. We've been to Huddersfield, won there. And not many teams will go to them places and get points. Mm-hmm. We've put up points against Fylde, you know, a point there. You've beaten Nottingham Forest. So, you know, we've beat some tough, tough teams in this league. We've had a tough start. And you know, now you're looking at the teams who are now at the bottom. I mean, for only got one one point. So these are the teams now that you've got to go in with the mentality of, of a professional job, going on to the pitch, concentrate on the game, get the job done, three points. That's what you gotta do then. With M teams, you know, you, you've got it you've got to go on to the pitch with the right mind. I
0: agree, agree. Um just moving on quickly to sort of wrap up some sort of the fixtures sort of up coming. It's almost one that's not coming up. We're actually going to touch on the county cup. Um we've been given a bye in the, into the next round of it, which you know, Woke can't complain about. Um I think there's a there's there's a good ch- I mean we're due to play the fight yeah before the uh, end of the um, COVID season we're due to play in the final against them lot in the uh, carrier bag, so it'd be good to see them again at some point and uh, and, and you know obviously dish out a, a, another friendly sort of education in football again. Um, but bar sort of uh, holding, you know, meeting them in the final, uh, is there anybody else you'd like to see? Um, I mean, so I, you must have refereed a few of these County Cup games. Anyone that we should be looking out for?
1: It, it, unfortunately, the, the earlier rounds, it will get drawn against someone in the low. It should be a great run out for them. It'll be a complete kite and non events. There'll be a lot of reserve team players and it's very hard you do not want to appear to be disrespectful to them but the, you know the the the, uh, the difference in the quality of the teams is is phenomenal um there's no one really I mean um it's difficult because of the way that the structure's gone now you used to have you, but you used to have Birmingham City before the women's Super league you'd have Blues villa. And then it was always Blues, Villa, and one other. that. depends if they meet, mess each other. So, Blues either gets the final, Villa either gets the final. Then they moved up. And then it was always Cov United that was always going to win it or there because they were the highest level they've gone. And now, realistically, it's only, I say with their complacency, it's only going to be Wolves or Albion that's going to be anywhere near it or the other teams. You know, Calce, you may see them on on your travels, but we've left them behind. You know, we're a million miles away from them now. You know, I've got a fondness for for State. I know a lot of people there, but, you know, on a complete football basis, we've left them behind. So, you know, anyone that we play, we're not up until the, the very end, or anyone that play, it's not going to gain anything, but it'd be nice to to finally, you know, we've had so many new misses. I've had County Cup finals as soon as get demolished by Blues in a County Cup final, 4-0, uh, back in my time, my first ever County Cup appointments, um, a long, long time ago. Um but it'd be great to it'd be great to get that another trophy, but I believe that it will be treated as a reserve because we've got the FA Cup, we've got the Women's National League Cup, I think that they will stick to, keeping it as the reserve potentially all the way through.
0: It makes sense. Give give those players run out, give them some competitive fixtures and give them some chances of um yeah, a bit more. But of a you, would, you would
1: hope, you would hope that they stay all the way through, because not what you not want is to say that you had all reserve team players, and as soon as you come through the final, we'll just start thanks, The first team will carry on, but we'll we'll, we'll take it from here. Uh, yeah. You know, we'd like to see if the reserves have it all the way through and have a commitment to them. I don't know their plans. I'm just I'm just guessing.
0: Yeah. Or maybe a bit of a smattering of sort of reserves plus a few of the players who are on the fringes of the first team, just to keep, keep them playing. Tom, do you, is that sort of your view? Sort of, or do you have a longing to see Jay Cross running if, sort of uh, against some against Leamington again, scoring four or five goals? I think it was scored in that game.
2: And I think it's a game for you know games for the reserves. Um, you know, give everyone out the likes of Lauren Riley, mm. who's getting quite a few goals in the reserve side, maybe. Leo Joyce, one for her to, to get involved in as well. Maybe a couple of like first teams like Jan maybe featuring it or Perksy or Natalie Wids, because I know Widdle ain't been starting a lot for the first team recently. So maybe the county the county cup is something what you know she can come into. I mean she's got experience as well. So you know, it's kind of our old head like that at the back who's gonna help the younger players around her. Um so yeah, I think that it's one for the reserves to to feature in because what you don't want to do is go early on with the first team, put them in and then pick up injuries because I'm playing too many games. You know, so I think the back rotation with the reserve team to come into these fixtures is um will, will work. But I saying that I think was it last not last season season before when we was it, did we beat someone twenty one nil? Yeah, beat Leamington
0: twenty-one nil, and I know filed in there. Lancashire Cup beat somebody thirty odd nil. I I just don't see h- how that benefits anybody because it's it's demoralising yeah. for that team, and it's it doesn't. What does it help you, you know you if you've scored 20, five six goals against a team that's yeah? You know, I've a seen
1: I've seen the Wolves team. I've ref the Wolves swimming team beat Atherston twenty-one nil. Yeah, that's probably my record ever. It was.
0: Uh, it was Leamington last time round. If I remember rightly, we beat twenty-one nil, and they're not in the Counter Cup this time round. Uh, I mean, it could be completely different reasons for it. They've just decided not to go for it. But you could see what, yeah. Why do we want to put ourselves through that sort of risk? Of that, well, yeah. What does that do for us? But yeah, so I think I, I hope, as you say, gives some of the reserves a chance to have a run out, give them a bit of uh, experience, and as you say, it's that sort of. If they win, it'd be nice to sort of have that. Yeah, those play you yeah, know if they sort of get all the way to the final for them to to take that and have that experience of uh leading the team out and you know playing in the cup final for the club well that brings us to the end of part one of the podcast and we'll see you after the break for part two many thanks see you in a little bit Good. welcome to part two of the Wolves Women podcast Today we've got a special guest, we've got Sam Payne, the chairman of Wolves 1877 Trust to come and give us a bit of a explain about the Trust, about how it re- interacts with Wolves women fans and just generally have a chat about how that all is going. So welcome Sam to the Wolves women podcast, um, can you just give us a bit of a bit spill about sort of the history of the Trust etc and how you came to be formed? I can do that for you Nicholas, yeah the Trust was set up
3: um, basically from Several uh, fans that had been members of the Wolves Fans Parliament for a number of years. Wolves Fans Parliament was set up by Jess Moxie back in the um, 2006 era of the club as a tool where Wolves could talk to fans about anything about Wolves. The only thing was it was a chosen membership. So you could apply, but it didn't necessarily mean you would get onto the uh, Fans Parliament. We decided over the years that it is no longer fit for purpose. So a group of us put our heads together at the start of COVID, said, like most Premier League clubs, time was right to have a trust in place. So we contacted the FSA, so that's the Football Sports Association, and started the ball rolling with setting up the trust. They've guided us through the whole process. They've been very, very helpful. Um, They give us backing and training. So very useful. So the idea is now that any Wolves fan, that's whether you are a men's football follower, a women's football follower, you're abroad, you're in the UK, wherever you live, you can join Wolves Trust. There is a small membership fee. Obviously we've got to uh, cover our overheads. We are set up as a benefit society with the FSA. Um, So if you check, you'll see that we are a registered company, although we don't make a profit. Uh, We follow their guidelines, and just so everybody knows, I don't know if that will show up there, that's their booklet. It's quite a good booklet. It tells us about the guidelines of everything that the trust members and the board should do. Um, So it's set up under the guidance of the Football Association, uh, the FSA. It's been registered as a community benefit society, so it's there for everybody. As I say, anybody can join. Um, If you've got a voice and you want to get something heard, you can come to us and we will raise it with our outlets within the club. Um, Recently, membership had an issue. The Wolves decided they wanted to charge two levels of membership. Um, We spoke to them on the day that it broke, and by the Tuesday of the next week, they were starting to already overturn it, and they basically came back to the original £35 a year for a member. However, they are going to look at it each year as most clubs do we got involved in the var um, debacle we got involved with the european super league as we were setting up the trust and we had a voice in that so as i say if you're a member there's anything you're concerned about you can get your voice heard so it doesn't matter whether it's men's football women's football as long as it's regarding wolves we'll help you
0: I was going to say that, Sam, it's clear, you know, just to be really clear about this, it's it's for all women, all Wolves supporters, it's, yes. you know, it's not men, yeah. it's not women, it's, it's the whole shebang, it is a, a, a supporters club for the that's fans right. of the club right. rather than a yeah. particular element. I think that's really important because I yeah. think... We, we, on, we so.
3: struggle, yeah, we struggle to get ladies, um, younger members, older members from the ladies sector of football we need more ladies to come in and join the trust. Um, so, obviously, talking to yourselves today, you putting this podcast out might weigh, raise a little bit more awareness for people that this group is set up, and they can join. Whether you're male, female, whatever gender you feel, um, I say the gender neutral, etc. Everybody, it's a diverse. We've got a diversity role. You can come and join us. Get your voices heard.
0: No, definitely. I think that's really important. And I think some, something so I've seen the FSA involved. I mean, fortunately, we don't have VAR, uh, so we don't have to worry about that that uh, um, tool. Shall we leave it as tool? Tool, um, yes, tool. Um, but I, I think it is important that yeah, you know, as a collective, that is that we are all have a voice in it. I mean, Tom, watch. I mean, you got any sort of uh, views, sort of questions for, for Sam on this?
2: Um, not really. No. obviously, I think he's just it down my head there and he's obviously we didn't know i personally didn't know much about um the trust i know that we used to have a fans parliament um and i know that disbanded but i've always wondered what this trust was and i think you know he's just explained it well and i think that more people from me from a women's side um should be signing up to it i think yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
3: that's what that's what we want tom it's exactly what we need i say we, we were when it was a fans' parliament. Wolves restricted it between 30 and 40 members most years, okay, that's gone by the by, as I spoke to my membership secretary yesterday, we'd already gone over 150 members, and we've only been set up a matter of weeks. Um, We went live with the trust um, being registered in May, but our official launch was at the end of July, um, basically ready for the football season. So we've literally done August and through September. So after two months, we're over one hundred and fifty members. However, the proportionate amount is very small in ladies. It's mainly gentlemen. We have got families because we do a family membership as well. Um, obviously, I want to get children involved because they're the future of football anyway, whether it's men's or ladies' football. Yeah. So we need to get them involved now, at a young age, to bring them through the process.
0: Uh, and Sam, so I remember sort of the tail end of last season, the club were announced the sort of. Um, well, it was the match day experience group and there was a there was another was sort of a quality and diversity group as well which um, picked up on a couple of things I mean I appreciate sure, I mean obviously that was the club we we're doing that That is the club yeah
3: I'll, I'll give you a little bit of update on that the um, match day experience uh, has met once their their focus group they've set up I think that was a week last Monday however the other uh, groups that are being looked to be set up have been put on a back burner at the moment because there is a restructure going through at the club Um we have a fans uh, liaison officer. His role is changing slightly and somebody else will be taken on. We've got a diversity um, officer, etc. These roles are all changing of who's going to be working in which departments. So as a trust, uh, we had an open meeting last Tuesday. We took the decision, whatever uh, focus groups, Wolves themselves as a club put in place, we will ask our members to also discuss those subjects So that we can have a totally unbiased opinion that we can then put into the club on the subjects they've been discussing, just so that we can show them that there is more than just 20 people in a fans forum group that have got thoughts on what they're discussing. Um, Dave Wood, who is the current support liaison officer, works with us closely and he likes the fact that we are doing these things and we can feed back information.
0: Yeah, because I remember the, there was certainly there was the equality and diversity type one, which I felt is really sort of they pigeonhole women's football almost into it rather than having a separate engagement for women's football. I think it's I'll get to get on a little, little little bit of my soapbox. I, I occasionally do these things have a little rant. Um, the the it's really noticeable the level of or lack of coverage by the um, Wolves as a club. I, I, and don't get me wrong. Compared to some clubs, I mean, we played Leeds a couple of weeks ago in the cup. Uh, you know, as we discussed earlier in the pod, and Leeds don't have a separate fan channel for their women's team. You can find very little about Leeds United women's team on on, on Twitter or anything like that. They it's all absorbed into their men, into their one you know Twitter feed. In fact, they've got several other Twitter feeds, but they don't have anything for women's football. We're lucky we do have that women's football tweet, but until recently, it hasn't it hasn't been brilliant. We've still only, only just now. Well, we haven't had anything official out from in terms of sort of match highlights or um, any of the sort of comment. Yeah, sort of the audio commentary from sort of manager and players etc. When we're looking, we've got the Wolf Pack who've got in, who were at the match on Sunday and got interviews, and they're out now already. We had Huddersfield had their own. Sort of videos out, but as a club, we do we've done very we don't do enough coverage of our women's team. And certainly when you compare it to the level of coverage that does that the men's team get, it is um, it's not proportionate. I appreciate obviously that women's football has got a small proportion of income generation, etc. But you yeah, we have this. Oh, we won't stream it because we what we don't want. You know, we want people to attend the games. Well. If you don't tell what it's there, and you don't show them what it's what's there, they're not going to know to attend. So therefore, you're never going to have it. it's a chicken and egg. Yeah. You need to you need to drum up the interest. Um, so I I I, mean, I think as I said a little bit of my soapbox. I'll I'll, I'll be I'll be quiet and uh, um, but I think it's really valuable for those of us who are sort of sports balls women to be involved in the trust. Um, so from my perspective, um, and yeah. I think Tom's already said that as well. That we, we get that. And that obviously, Sam will ask that, you know, as, as part and parcel of the trust, that you do, you know, there's a way for us to sort of engage, uh, you know, and sort of walls women's issues are put onto the agenda at your what, meetings. What I, w-
3: what I would like to do for you is have a dedicated page on the trust website where you can post things about the, the women's game. So, whether it's upcoming matches, whether it is a match report that you've done, um, I'm quite happy to have that set up for you to really? do that. Um, then your members have got something they can refer to other than the wolf pack um so yeah i say if we can get you involved more that'd be brilliant
0: that'd be really good sam thank you very much for that and certainly it'd be something we'll we'll sort of discuss and we'll sort of see if we can generate because i know there's there's others out there who will also like to sort of do stuff produce stuff i know there's a it's one of those things we can help sort of drum up sort of interest on and um see how we do you know sort of encourage that sort of interaction with yourself and and go forward i think it will be really beneficial for us all um on that side of things no so i mean tom anything else for yourself about,
2: about the trust um no not really no. i think he's answered everything what but needs needs to be answered to be fair brilliant
0: well, Sam, thank you very much for your time today. Much appreciated for you joining us. Um, do you want to give us a shout out for all your, your social media and stuff like that and websites? Yeah, the, the
3: main website is www.wolves1877trust.co.uk. We're also on, Wolves, uh, are on Facebook. Uh, so we've got Wolves1877 Supporters Trust on Facebook. And you can also see us at Wolves1877 Trust on Twitter. Um, we've just appointed somebody as a digital media support officer, so we should be able to get more um, tweets out on Twitter, um, get more stuff out onto Facebook, and maybe even Instagram, who knows. Um, I know we, we, we're looking to sort of broaden the horizons, so I say if we can get some more stuff in from yourselves, uh, please forward that over to us. If there's any questions that uh, your followers have got, you can email in at info at Wals 1877 trust Or if it's something you want to ask me, I'm quite happy, chairman at 1877, waltz1877trust. 1877 uh, and one of us will get back to you and let you know regarding you, your questions. If you want to be a member, um, pop onto the website. Membership page there will give you a link through to our subscription. Um, there is a PayPal option at the moment, but you can just enter your card details in there. You don't have to have a PayPal account. A lot of people have been having uh, questions about that. Uh, But anything at all,
0: please give me a a, a contact via the the email or at the information address. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Sam, and look to catch you down at the CKW at some point soon. Cheers, mate. That would be lovely. Thanks for you letting me on. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye. So in other news, this sort of last few, which we've had, um, the reserves have been have kicked off their season. I mean, the last three results I've got in front of me here were sort of kicked off the season with sort of a Leicester City. They beat Leicester City 11-0. They beat them locked down the road and who play in Tesco Carry Bags 3-1 away. And then on on Sunday they beat Solihull Moors 10-2. I mean that's some sort of run of fixtures, uh, sort of results there, isn't it, Tom?
2: Yeah, definitely, you know, and score that many goals as well. I mean, Leicester beating Leicester City eleven, um, getting ten again, um, against Soleil Almos beating me beating the Albion. Which um, it doesn't matter what any level when you beat the Albion, it's still no it's still the same, minute, nice and sweet when you beat them. Um point. but yeah, scoring bags and bags of goals and these are gonna be the future of Wolves women.
1: What
2: so exactly. You know, it looks like we've got some talent coming through and, yeah, it would be interesting to see whether any make maca's team this season.
0: Well, exactly. I think, uh, you know, sort of Lauren Riley's obviously scored eight goals this season in there. Um, I know that, they, you know, Leo's played once for them and sort of scored three goals. And um, Ellie Butler scored in that West Brom game away from home. And, uh, yeah, so I think there's there's a couple of players, you know, so obviously sort of breaking into the team that way through there. I mean, certainly I think it demonstrates how well the development pathway is doing. and certainly it it's credit to the club of supporting those youngsters coming on through. And, uh, yeah, I mean, top of the league. So, reserves top of the league as well as the first team. I mean, it's something that we can all be rightly proud of, isn't it, Sai. In and all,
1: yeah, apologies for the uh, joining late. Yeah. Um, yeah, reserve team football. I was thinking about this earlier when we were just going through the, the agenda for the podcast. It's you, you take a reserve team or development team with a pinch of salt because um while well, it's fantastic the achievement that they're doing, it just depends on what, what team that they're gonna put out to sometimes they can play a mixture of sprinkling of first team players, which is great. Um West Brom have always had a very, very good development side as well. And some other teams tend not to, the difference in the quality of the of the teams is It's quite a chasm, you know, I've done development teams where this year where I've seen them and they are a million miles off where the Wolves are, whereas the the first team leagues are all, they're all competitive, but you're seeing a lot of double figure games, you know, Wolves are winning 11 and 13 and things like that, which is fantastic for them. But the only question that I have is what are they learning that's going to prepare them for first-team football? How do we, as a club, and how do how do Wolves bridge that gap and make those players ready and available for the first team? The double-edged sword to that is getting players that are going to come to this club that are first-team quality, that are happy to play reserve-team football. So it's, it's, it's quite a tricky balance. Um What I have is fantastic what they're doing. Tom Warren's took over. He's a fantastic coach. He's he's a good guy as well, which also helps, uh, you know, and they're they're doing a lot of good things there. Um, It's just how many of those would be ready to be called upon the first team and say, can they make a step up? I think there's two or three, Um, but it's just, again, bridging those gaps to make it a seamless transition from academy, under-16s, reserves, to first team.
0: Oh, definitely. It would be, yeah, it's interesting challenges to have, and certainly hopefully it gives a some, well, hopefully there's a way to sort of bring those in. Hopefully maybe the County Cup um, will come in and give us that option, um, and with something we can, we'll touch on in a bit. Um, um, but yeah, so that's interesting, and obviously, we, as I said, Lauren Ryder's league goal score with eight goals in that league, so congratulations to her and keep on the good work. Um, moving on swiftly to the player of the month sort of nominations for this month, um, we've got, um, so we've put through, uh, putting forward, Perks, Anna Price, two goals in the, in the cup there, and, you know, stand out, you know, sort of defensive you know, performances for herself, you know, you know, Anna, you know what you're going to get from her. Uh, the other Anna, Anna Morfitt, some brilliant goals, including the winner against Forest and the goal in the game against Huddersfield. Ali Miller sort of leading the line on, yes, on Sunday against Huddersfield and also just, you know, general standout all round performances and Helen De- DeModi, I, I, I shug with her saying, it, I'll be honest, I got told off the other time about pronouncing it. So I'm just going to call a H and be done with it. And uh, yeah, sort of excellent in that midfield and sort of scored, a, got her first goal for the, the club as well. So obviously we'll, uh, against Huddersfield, so we'll get that poll out in time for uh, announcements sort of in the next, next episode and we'll get to, presentation and I'll hopefully get another presentation down on, on the pitch side with, as well. So it was great to present uh, for Tom to be able to present to So We'll do the same again. Um, qu- moving on just quickly on to this. So links in is, is um, a bit of a quiz question for you both. We previously played Leeds in the League Cup in 22nd of September 2013. Which current Wolves win player Scored a goal in that game in under a minute, and I give you a bit more info. She scored the second in the seventy seventh minute as well. Go on, Si. You've got. It's only going to.
1: There's only going to be two or three. If it's not Perks, the only other person that it could be is Whittle. I think it's a bit too early for the Cross Twins. They're twenty six, so uh, could have been on the debut. I'm going to guess Whittle. Okay, so score. She doesn't score many.
2: Yeah, okay. Tom, what do you think? Um, um, I'm going to say Jade, just having <laughs> well, well, Jade Cross. Uh, you're both wrong on that
0: one. Size so close for the next question, which will come to the bonus round. The, the answer is Jam. Do
1: you remember the Palmer scores? Oh, first, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah very good, yes, jam. Okay. Um, and... i take... I'll go off on on a tangent with with Jam and and her her career, because it's been, you know, she started with Wolves. She was actually on a uh, a TV programme, Wayne Rooney Street Striker. She was on there with Jay Bradford, who's the manager of Club United. Mm -hmm. They were both on there. Um, And then she was obviously picked up from the Wolves, picked up as a sort of 14-year-old. I remember remember a a debut sort of playing for there as a young kid and then went away, Uh, went to Stoke, was quite successful at Stoke. And then sort of fell out of love with the game and ended up reffing her at Wentzfield and had it at Wentzfield Ladies. And again, no disrespect, but we're, we're miles below what the, the standard of, of Wolves women were. I remember having such a candid conversation with her saying, Jam, you know, what's happened? And I've still talked to her about it now, but yeah, it's gone full circle that she's back there. But she, she fell fell out of love with the game, I think, work commitments and things like that. Um, and then she got herself back uh, back fit and, uh, and fighting. But yeah, Jamila
0: Palmer. Well, the, the sort of bonus question there for you in this quiz question was: Can you name the three other, the other three players who appeared on that day who are still in the first team squad? And sorry, si, you did name one of them, so we'll give you that. Wids,
1: Perks. Yeah. Again, is it too early for the
0: Cross Twins?
1: Um, Beck Thomas.
0: No, from, but neither no, the Beck Thomas nor the nor, nor the uh, Cross Twins. It's yeah. somebody who we we were missing. I'll give you that on Sunday. Summer Holmes. Correct, yes. So Summer came on as a substitute in that game. Yeah, I don't recall. I don't ever remember yeah. Summer
1: playing for Wolves before, actually. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I've never... Uh, um, I don't recall. A... No, fair play. I would never have
0: got it. No, there you go. Well, um, so that's the end of part two of this show and wraps up the programme. We'll... Um, obviously, catch you in sort of the next time around, but um, please do follow us on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Wolves Women Pod. Um, please do share the pod and with your friends and family. And obviously, as we've just been chatting with uh, Sam from the Trust, please also give the, the 1877 Trust a follow and we'll catch you all next time around. Cheers. Thank you very much. See you later. Oh, please tell me I was right. Re-